Welcome to The Swifterhood, a podcast all about Taylor Swift's lyrical genius. Whether you've known from her debut album that she's had a place in this world or her folklore has become your evermore recently, we are here to faithfully and wholeheartedly deconstruct each song lyric by lyric. Hello, welcome to The Swifterhood Podcast, episode 109, You're Not Sorry, Come in with the rain and the other side of the door. Welcome, welcome. My name is Erin. We my, all know your name now, Erin. My beautiful co-host. Her name is Morgan. And everyone knows my name too, or at least I hope you're not starting at episode 109 with these three songs. <laughs> Maybe they are. You think everyone knows your name? I mean, if they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> okay, our listeners know your name. Yes, okay. I should have been more specific. Thank you. I'm just being a turd. All right. So this episode, like Morgan said, we've got three songs. We've got a lot to talk about. But our fearless feature, the topic is addiction, which might seem strange, but we'll get into why, I guess, later on. Um, the main thing I want to talk about with addiction is the stigma of people who suffer from addiction and just how hard it is for them to be seen as people, specifically people who are addicted to drugs, to be seen as human and how often they're dehumanized. One of my biggest pet peeves is, and I used to at certain points say it and not think about it, but I really don't like it when people say like crackhead or something like that because you're reducing the person to just one thing and <laughs> right and it's usually to decisions that they have made because of situations that a lot of us just can't even empathize with or understand and um there's a lot there's a lot of underlying issues and events that happened that lead a person down the path towards of, of addiction right yeah and it's there's a lot of judgment that's passed and you you don't know where someone came from, like Morgan said. So another thing is the difficulty of finding jobs, recovering from criminal charges that might be associated with addiction. That's something Morgan's talked about. Yes. Um, I, I think you've heard my, my take on all of this, but it's incredibly hard. Um, and it's just this, it's a cycle once people have been um, convicted of criminal charges for drugs because they you know, if it's a schedule one or a schedule two substance, which are the harder drugs such as heroin, methamphetamine, cocaine, etc. If you're convicted, it's a felony and you have you lose your right to bear arms, you lose your um, right to vote, you lose your right to stand or to sit on a jury um, and you have to forever list that you're a felon on any future job applications. Yeah, which <laughs> reduces your life to pretty bad jobs it does and and if you can i mean this is something that i i like to share with people that do pass judgment like i mean why don't they just stop using drugs and i kind of i try to put it in a bit perspective like if you think about it most of the time people use drugs to self-medicate because they don't they want to feel numb they don't want to have to face the burdens that their life that they are facing in their life at this time so they use it to escape and in that escape they end up you know realizing that they can only feel that way if they continue to use those those drugs but if we continue to prevent them from getting out of that bad area and getting them a job where they or a, a job that they enjoy, resources that don't make them feel like they need to escape, then we get them out of that cycle. But if we continue to just uh, beat them down and list them as felons, then um, it's really hard to get out of that cycle. Yeah, I agree with you. And we've talked about before how the criminal justice system is not rehabilitating. Uh, so people come out worse for the wear and with less chance of really recovering and making a life for themselves. And I'm really glad that you brought up that there's other tools. Cause one thing I wanted to say too, is that there's a huge market for rehab centers right now. And sometimes medication and therapy can be equally, if not more helpful. And there's a lot of different ways that you can receive treatment. Um, so we do want to also mention that as of 2011, the American Society of Addiction Medicine 
ASAM finally recognized addiction as a chronic brain disorder in the U.S., and there are an estimated 46 million reported cases of addiction yearly, and probably many more that go unreported. So if you or a loved one you know is struggling with addiction, know that there is help and there is hope. There's many options besides just rehab because rehab can be really expensive and then you and your family can go into debt. And it's also hard because if you don't have the family with the means to provide you with that support, I mean, what are you going to do? So I will say that you can look out for um, rehab programs that do take Medicaid. Luckily, Medicaid is available and there are places that know that they need to to have Medicaid as an option so that people can enter it who wouldn't normally be able to afford it. That's wonderful. And another thing I was going to bring up with that is that licensed clinical social workers or licensed social workers, licensed counselors, registered nurses, physicians, school counselors, there's lots of people who can also work with someone with addiction. A social worker could be really helpful for finding you, um, well, for overall coming up with like a treatment plan of Um, medication management and getting you into therapy and that type of thing or the person that you know. So the group we want to shout out is the Addiction Center because they work to reduce the stigma and increase awareness of addiction as an epidemic. And they also talk about treatment options on their website. So that's www.addictioncenter.com. And you can look on there and browse many different treatment types. So, and I'm not sure if you can donate to them or not, but it's a useful resource regardless. Moving on to the first song of three in this episode, and we're going to start with the song, You're Not Sorry. And in the last episode, I commented that this is one of those songs that I tend to tend to skip, but I know that Erin has a completely different reaction to this song, and I think she has a very strong original connection to this song, so I'm going to pass it over to Erin. Yeah, so it's going to get real personal <laughs> up in here, but um, basically I have a lot of family members that struggle with addiction, including my father and my brother, who are luckily now both recovered, but that went on for many, many, many years. So this song for me was a song that I gave my mom to listen to about my dad and that helped us get him to go to rehab essentially. So you, so you used this song, you read, you interpreted this song along the lines of addiction as opposed to like, um, just a broken relationship, but I guess addiction can lead to a broken relationship. Exactly. But for me, it was a marriage, right? Right. And it, and it was my parents. So it hits a lot harder than if you're just like, oh, this is a high school relationship, you know? And I think it's just wherever you are in life and what relationships you relate songs to. What do you think of um, the Taylor's version versus the original version? I would say overall, a lot of these songs, the newer versions have a little bit less emotion. Okay. Probably because she's farther away from what drove her to write these songs. Right. Except for, I think, weird opposites, which are 15 and maybe like the best day and some songs where they sort of get richer. Okay. With reflection, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think there's a little less like... Her voice is more mature, like we've talked about. Yeah, I mean, it's a stronger voice for sure. But I, I, I get what you're saying. Do you still have a current connection with the song? Yeah, I mean, if I listen to this song now, it just makes me... Does it take you back? Or do you think about it differently? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. But, you know, for a long time, I couldn't listen to this song because oh. it was such a strong connection. I would just cry every time. But now I can listen to it because, like I said, both both people are recovered and doing really well my dad's been recovered for over a decade at least and my brother for almost three years so i can listen to this song in it it's still emotional but i can listen to it but there was a period of time when i definitely couldn't well i will say that the the liner notes on this song is quote she can have you end quote yeah her secrets are cheating (laughs) i know (laughs) 
<laughs> but you can see how it relates. So we'll get going with the lyrics. Yeah, go ahead. All this time I was wasting hoping you would come around. I've been giving out chances every time and all you do is let me down. So that's pretty self-explanatory. I don't think when she says come around, she means like come around my house. I think she means like uh, just get back to where we were. Right. It's an expression I was hoping you'd realize. Yeah. Um, you'd change basically. And I I put mark that as my favorite lyric. I've been giving out chances every time and all you do is let me down because that's how it feels in yeah. a relationship where you're constantly forgiving the person and then they continue lying. Right. And it's taken me this long, baby, but I figured you out. And you're thinking we'll be fine again, but not this time around. Yeah, it hits different if it's a marriage, doesn't it? It does. It hits a lot different. You don't have to call anymore. I won't pick up the phone. This is the last straw. Don't want to hurt anymore. I do really like the strength of this song. And sort of just saying like, no, I know my boundaries. And you've crossed this line too many times. I do like that. Yeah. And you realizing that like you need to protect yourself. It's not fair for you hurt for you to hurt anymore based on what the other person is doing to you. Yeah. And I think there's a big difference between forgiving and forgetting. And mm -hmm. it's something that Taylor's talked about. She's actually said you don't have to forgive in an interview before. But I, I would disagree with that. I think it's really important to forgive people not as much for them, yes, for them, to show them grace and to show them love, because those are two things that I believe in, but more so for yourself, because I think holding on to deep hurt like that is, if if there's hatred there or anger there, it's doing more harm to you than it is to the other person. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to forgive someone, but that you don't have to forget right? You get a little wiser. You learn your boundaries. Right. And you can tell me that you're sorry, but I don't believe you, baby, like I did before. You're not sorry. No, 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 no. It is what it is, right? But like you've said sorry enough. I'm I, it's meaningless now until you actually show me you're sorry. Yeah, your actions need to speak louder than your words. That's a good way of putting it, Morgan. Uh, looking so innocent, I might believe you if I didn't know. Could have loved you all my life if you hadn't left me waiting in the cold. That hurts. That is, yeah, that's a harsh line. That could have loved you all my life, if, in at, like I'm saying, in a marriage. I think is, yeah. It makes you. It makes me kind of want to go back and listen to other songs as more mature relationships. But some of them, it's harder to. It is. Right? And that's, that's why I think like, that's what I felt about like, tell me why was mm -hmm. that was, that was definitely written about a, about a younger relationship. But when we talked about it and the perspective we did of how we kind of related it to abusive relationships, if you could listen yeah. to it that way, then true, that would be really painful, right? Yeah. All right, moving on. And you got your share of secrets and I'm tired of being last to know. This for her, this is cheating, presumably. Yeah. And tired of being last to know. I don't necessarily think that she's saying like everyone else knows except for her. I think she's saying like I should. Like you should have come to me first, because if we had that strong of a relationship, like I should have been the person that knew. Instead, you went on like this, you went on like this, you went on like this and then decided to tell me. And now you're asking me to listen because it's worked each time before. That's like I'm saying that boundary thing that is really important. And it does take you a while to learn that in life. It really does. I mean, and I still struggle with it. I mean, maybe some people never learn it. I, th I, I don't know if it's necessarily like learning it. I think it's practicing it. Like I, I definitely can say for a fact that I know that I need to have these boundaries and that I need to step back. But it's it's so much harder. Like. Now that I know it, it doesn't make it practicing it, it any easier. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, you love the person. Right. Especially if it's a family member. Right. It's so much harder. If it's a relationship, especially like a high school relationship, you know, it's much easier to let that go. And but once and we're not trying to diminish that, but it's because it probably doesn't feel like that when you're in the moment right now. But you don't have, you know, 
you have, you still have separate lives with that person when you're in a high school relationship, you, you, right. you go home to different houses, you have different family members. It's when, it, when your family members come in, in intrinsically involved that it becomes much harder to, to practice the boundaries. And you, you can't really escape them when you're growing up. Like, <laughs> right. It's everywhere. Everywhere. But when you are older, you know, you can. And if your family is still continuing to breach that, then you can. It just takes a while. You have to be able to be self-sufficient first before you can get out. Um, all right. So moving on. It's the chorus again. Um, you don't have to call anymore. I won't pick up the phone. This is the last straw. Don't want to hurt anymore. And you can tell me that you're sorry, but I don't believe you, baby, like I did before. You're not sorry. You're not sorry. You had me crawling for you, honey, and it never would have gone away. No, you used to shine so bright, but I watched all of it fade. Dude, that for addiction is yeah. like, ouch. Yeah, just watching the light go out. Yeah, and someone that you're married to and you knew them from the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. I have like specific memories that I associate with specific lyrics, but I'm not going to go that deep into no, it. <laughs> that's fair. We don't need to. We don't want to open those, those cans. <laughs> this is not my therapy session. This is the last straw. There's nothing left to beg for. That's, hey, it's done. There's nothing left to beg for. Like, I have nothing left to give to this relationship. Yeah. I'd say that's probably my favorite line. So then it, c it continues on, you know, you can tell me that you're sorry, but I don't believe you, baby. Like I did before, you're not sorry. So what's your rating, Erin? I gave this one 90 out of 100 last straws. Did you do the same? Not the same, not the same score, but the same um, item. Really? I did 60 out of, 68 out of 100 last straws. <laughs> 68, that's so I know, shitty. it's so bad. I, I, I will fun. say... When we listened to it in preparation for this, um, for recording this podcast, it did hit me a little bit stronger than it has previously. So I think, I think I'm going to go away from this episode and maybe give it another chance and that score could very easily change. Yeah. And I think it just goes to show that everyone has different relationships to songs, right? Like a lot of times you'll talk to me about a song and it'll change my perspective. So, right. you know. And hopefully with this podcast, that's something fun is like hearing our perspectives and comparing them with your own. Yeah. And then being like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Let me listen to it again. And then you just love that song in a different way. Yeah. That's why I love Reddit is when someone will have some wild theory about what the song is about and you can listen to it four ways. You're just my filter. So you read them all and then you send me the good ones <laughs> and I can take it from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So any last thoughts? No. Moving on to come in with the rain. So the liner note with this one is I won't admit that I wish you'd come back. It's kind of a complicated sentence. It is. Won't admit that I wish you'd come back. Huh. Okay. That seems a little different than the feeling I got from the song. Well, let's talk about it when we get to the lyrics. All right. What was your original connection to this song? I did not originally like this one that much. Okay. And has that changed over time? It has. Like I said in the last episode, I think some of these bonus tracks, when I started listening to them uh, to get ready for the re-release, I just felt differently about them as an older person. Yeah. I, I once again, I, I'm going to say we, in preparation, we listened to the song again and I, I, I heard it differently than I've heard it previously. And I'm literally talking about like an hour ago or however long ago we listened to this song and we were, um, thinking about it because I, I said on the last episode that this is one that I usually skip and I don't know if I'm going to skip it right now. And it, it's probably coinciding with some stuff that's going on in my life right now that why it's hitting me differently but um i am gonna take a deeper look at it um and i think talking about it now is gonna be helpful yeah i think that's what's great about music it is 
Ugh, love it. So much to dissect. So she starts off with, if I could go back, or I could go back to every laugh, but I don't want to go there anymore. So, I mean, I think this is, um, tell me if you're, you read it differently or interpret it differently, but I think this is like when you are in a point in your relationship where things are kind of breaking down and you just think back to all the good times and you're like, um, that's what holds it together for you is thinking about all the, the positive things that have happened and all the like good memories you have, like every laugh, like when all you were doing was laughing with the person. Um, so you, you could go back and you could resonate, like think about those things, but you can't do that anymore. You actually need to think about how you can move forward. Yeah. And for me, I specifically picture when you've broken up with someone and you're looking through pictures of them and you're looking at all the happy pictures like, oh, remember that? Remember that? And then that moment when you delete all those pictures is like this. I don't want to do it anymore. It's painful to keep reliving that. But I mean, I don't think that that's, I don't think she deletes them in this song. Hmm. She's saying she's, I mean, the liner says, won't admit that I wish you'd come back. And so I think she's holding on to it, but she's trying to hold on to it on how can they move forward as opposed to okay trying to live in what was. Interesting. Yeah. And, and you know, that makes a little, that makes sense with my newer connection to the song more. Yeah, me too. And that's why I said I think it, it's 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 slowly changing for me. I maybe not I may not be this it may not be the skipper. Hmm. All right. Well, I know all the steps up to your door and I don't want to go there anymore. I think this is in the same vein it's as the same. Well, but it's like I know you. I know you by heart. Right. Um, talk to the wind, talk to the sky. Talk to the man with the reasons why. And let me know what you find. So at first I'm like, the first, like this is why this has changed for me is because when I originally like listened to this without looking at the lyrics, I think she's, I thought originally she was saying she's talking to the wind. She's talking to the sky. She's talking to the man with the reasons why, but instead she's instructing this person. Oh yeah. Yeah. To talk to the wind, to talk to the sky, talk to the man with the reasons why. Cause then, and let me know what you find. But who is the man with the reasons why? Is this God? God, yeah. Okay. Which makes me think that it's more of her old country self. Yeah. Right? Well, there's more references to God and country music, and now her references to God are like false God, or like in the song about her mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Soon you'll get better. She's saying she choose, you choose to believe when you don't have hope or whatever. Um. So then why do you think she's saying talk to the wind and talk to the sky? Was that just like a... I think it's like, get your shit together. Okay. Um, Go find a quiet place where you can figure out what's going on. And also, I noted that it makes me think of My Tears Ricochet, mm-hmm. which makes me like it a little bit more. Why does it make you think of that? It's that line where she says, um, I'm screaming at the sky. I can't think of it out yeah, of context. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Just this idea of... When you don't know what to do with your emotion, like being out in nature and resolving it there. Well, because in nature, everything's bigger, right? So you can have a bit more perspective and realize that what you're feeling is kind of minute compared to the huge, vast sky around you. Right. So then we go into the chorus and let me know what you find. I'll leave my window open because I'm too tired at night to call your name. Just know I'm right here hoping that you'll come in with the rain. So we've got more rain in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> um, I I like this because where it feels differently for me now is she's given up in the sense that, you know, in the next line, she says, I could stand up and sing you a song, but I don't want to have to go that far. She's given up on putting all the work into the relationship. So then what is I'll leave my window open? Um, like, what is what is that? Uh, analogy like what is she trying she's saying she still has a shred of hope she's willing for she's open to him coming back but he's gonna have to put in the work and she's too tired to be the one doing doing it it all all. yeah she's too so i like that because i always like and maybe it's like we just talked about my history with my family but i really like songs where people set boundaries 
and recognize boundaries because I think that's such an important thing to learn and do in life. And so this strikes me as like beautifully sad, but at the same time, a moment of reckoning of like, I can't keep doing all of it. Like, I can't keep doing all of it. I want this to work, but you need to do it too. Yeah. Yeah. So she says, like, I I could stand up and sing you a song like she probably has done numerous times before for this person because she's... Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift. Yep. Um, but <laughs> we haven't I said her name for a while. Far. I know. <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't want to try so hard with no reciprocation. It's hard to keep feeling that way if you're not feeling it back. And I've got you down. I know you by heart. And you don't even know where I start. There's a line I was looking for. Someone write in if you think of it. But on the Sour album, Olivia has a line that's really similar where she's like, I've learned everything about you and you don't know and like the slightest thing about me. I cannot think of it and it's driving me crazy. I'm sure next time I listen to it, I'll f I'll figure it out. I think this is my favorite line of the song is that I know you by heart and you don't even know where I start. Yeah, because it's like I've taken the time to learn you and you haven't done the same. Right. Or you you know me on the surface level, superficially. You're not actually taking the time to even know where I start inside. Because you're too caught up in your own yeah. shit, probably. Right? Right. And then so it's another, some more advice to this person. Talk to yourself. Talk to the tears. Talk to the man who put you here. Ooh, I love that. And don't wait for the sky to clear. I just now saw that as two meanings. I always read, talk to the man who put you here as God. But also, if this is a man, he's the man who put, he put himself, himself here. Yeah. yeah. He did that to himself. Yeah. He, he's the one who, yeah, got himself in this situation. Oh, man. I just saw that. I love this is the beauty of this podcast. It's like I just now saw that as we were reading it, you know? And don't and don't wait for the sky to clear is, you know, obviously the rain. Like that's the emotional part. That's when it's hard. Don't wait until the emotional it's not hard anymore because I'm not gonna be here anymore. Well, and you have to work through the bad, right? Right. You can't just wait for it to be easy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm too tired at night to call your name. I also just think this is really pretty. It is. I, and I just didn't appreciate how pretty this song was. No, that's what I, I, was I don't think I did either. Actually, mm. I know I didn't. Some hidden gems. So then we go on to I've watched you so long, screamed your name. I don't know what else I can say. So my my first interpretation of screamed your name is like literally... I'm picturing, you know, sort of a superstar image of like, this person is also famous, and she's watched their shows from afar and sort of become stricken with the person. But it could also be what we were talking about. You know that person better than they know you, right? I've watched right. you so long. Screamed your name, like tried to get your attention, tried to get you to look at me, tried to get you to mm -hmm. get into this, and you just... I don't know what else I can do. And also maybe just literally fighting. I don't know what else I can say. I mean, you're you're at the end. You've got to do something for this to change. It's not working the way it's currently headed. I'll leave my window open because I'm too tired tonight for all these games. So there's a change. Mm -hmm. It was to call your name, but now it's like the games. Which is very John Mayer-esque. Mm-hmm. Just know I'm right here hoping that you'll come in with the rain. And then she goes to, I could go back to every laugh, but I don't want to go there anymore. It's kind of like, I wish you would. Yeah, for in sure. 1989, you know. But this one is way more sad. I wish, wish you would. had a window too in the, in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and Death by a Thousand Cuts has a window boarded up. There's lots of windows. Yeah. Houses, rooms. Weather. A lot of repeating imagery. Uh, I gave this one, I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I gave it 72 out of 100 open windows. I gave it 75 out of 100 here's to hoping. Oh, that's so tender. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like it more and it's going to keep growing on me. I think so too. I think I need to give it another chance. And honestly, I've been really into the bonus tracks 
recently. Me too. At first, you know, I listened to the Fearless all the way through the re-recording for a while. And then I was more into the Vault songs because I was getting to know those. And now I feel like I've gone back to the bonus tracks more. Anything else? Nope, that'll be it. And for this special episode, you get a third song. Woo woo. The Other Side of the Door. As you can see, we kind of tried to um, clump these songs together because they kind of they kind of have similar uh, messages. Right. So we were kind of following this original with a vault uh, pattern, I guess, of talking about them. But now, obviously, with only the limited amount of vault songs, we couldn't keep doing that. And so we decided to to kind of do episodes that had an overarching theme. Like we did with the fairy tale one. Right. So for the hidden message on this song, it was what I was really thinking when I slammed the door. Okay. So that was the liner note. And do you have, is, I mean, I'm going to assume that your original connection to the song is what we've been saying. Yeah. Kind of similar. Yeah. I didn't, it, I didn't really like it as much. Yeah. It's one of those that I usually skip to, but I will say again, it's another one that listening to this, um, in preparation for today, um, it's growing on me. So I think I need to take a book uh, or page out of your book and start just listening to the bonus tracks a little bit more. Weirdly enough, I think I prefer the original for Come In With The Rain, how her voice sounds. Okay. And I prefer the new version of The Other Side of the Door. Okay. I I don't I don't know if I have an opinion on it. Just okay. Because. <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's good to know. All right. Sure. Sure. Good to know. All right. Good to know. (laughs) So lyrics in the heat of the fight. Okay. I heard fire. I I have so many misheard lyrics and I think a a lot of them are from these bonus tracks, but uh, in the heat of the fire. Like, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I heard in the heat of the fight, but I can see how you heard fire. (laughs) It's because you're superior. No, just, but I, it's a good play on words because it's, isn't there, isn't there an expression in the heat of the night? Yeah, and there's also heat of the fight. Both of them are, I think. Oh, okay. I think, aren't they? I don't know. I'm really, really bad at those, like, expressions. I mess them up all the time. I think overall, what I like least about this song might be what someone else likes best, and it's just that there's a lot of repeating imagery from previous songs. Yeah, she brings in a lot of... And I mean, to be it, to be fair, it's kind of like a nice like linear uh, narrative because it does tie the album together with the repeated imagery. Um, but I can see it is kind of like I've heard these images before and I liked them better in their original like right. source that this song kind of almost seems like a a trash can of her stuff that couldn't fit into that song so now i'm just gonna make a song with the leftovers yeah kind of like mr perfectly fine right feels like it's got a lot of repetitive stuff and it's like maybe that's why this was a bonus track you know i do think that it's better than i gave it credit for i do too all right so i walked away ignoring words that you were saying trying to make me stay i said this time i've had enough and you've called a hundred times but i'm not picking up the interesting thing is, is that in the other songs, she's talking about how he, she's looking at the phone, not getting a phone call and how. Oh, and forever and always. Yeah. And now she's like, you won't stop calling and I'm not picking up. And it, it, that is, you're not sorry. So this is further on in the relationship, I think. Yeah. Or the lack thereof or the end of the relationship. But mm-hmm. yeah. Because I'm so mad. I might tell you that it's over. So maybe not. Oh, yeah. Maybe it is still We're in. Wrong. Well, it's further along than, no, forever and always might be further. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe this was sort of like a brainstorming. That's probably why it's the bonus. It, I mean, it's the brainstorming. <laughs> it's the trash bucket that she threw all of her her pieces of paper and was like, oh, wait, let me pull these out and fit them together. Uh, yeah, it has a lot of repetition. But okay, so I'm not picking up because I'm so mad I might tell you that it's over. But if you look a little closer, misheard lyric. I said, I should leave, which changes oh, it, right? It does. I should leave. But that's how I always say it. But all I want is you. It's actually, I said leave. And when the <laughs> when the 
re-release came out, I was like, <gasps> I did like a full gasp. <laughs> I've been hearing this wrong the whole time. Yeah, and at the beginning, the in the heat of the in the heat of the fire. Yeah. So I had like within like thirty seconds, like two gasps. Like, what have I been hearing this whole time? So I said leave, but I all I want really want is you to stand outside my window throwing pebbles, screaming, I'm in love with you. So, you know. Yeah, we've just, we've seen that a lot. Yeah. We, and we all have done, been in a situation where like, just want you to leave when you really don't mean it. You just, we just want you, this to be the the moment that clicks and you say, no, I don't want to leave and I'm going to do some big romantic gesture. Yeah, you were, good job on these groupings because come in with the rain, it's really similar. Right. In the feeling. The throwing pebbles, you know, love story. She does that a lot. And it's that movie romantic comedy trope that we've talked about. In the pouring rain. <laughs> she really wanted that to happen. Coming back for more and don't you leave because I know all I need is on the other side of the door. So he's um, supposedly on the other side of the door saying all this stuff. Well, she says all I need. So that implies that she maybe doesn't want it. No, she says, all I really want is you, both want and need. Hmm. Me and my stupid pride are sitting here alone. I love that line. That's my favorite mm -hmm. line, because that's so me. Yeah, I like it, too. And it's it's like um, in the story of us. Yeah. I oh, going through the photographs, staring at the phone. There's your imagery that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. I keep going back over things we both said. And I remember the slamming door and all the things that I misread. What are the things she misread? I don't know. I think it just maybe rhymes with said. Things that she misread, his behavior or something. But I mean, does this not seem very notebook-esque? It does, for sure. Because they get in that big fight and they, you know, they really just want to be with each other. And then he comes back. I haven't watched The Notebook in a long time. but I actually recently watched it. Oh, you did? I did. How was it? It was just as delightful. It's on Netflix. Slamming Door is also our song. Yes. So that's why I'm saying there's just a lot of repeating imagery from previous songs. If Oh, babe, if you know everything, tell me why you couldn't see. I mean, even literally tell, tell me, me why. why. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when I left, I wanted you to chase after me. That's the most fun part to sing of this song, though. Yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah. I'm not, I, I don't know the lyrics well enough to sing along to it like that, though, but I can see how that is the funnest. I'll make it the most fun okay. as I learn these. When you practice. When I practice. When I left, I wanted you to chase after me. She's like, I wanted you to chase after me. It's really fun. Uh, all right. So then it repeats the chorus again. And I'll, oh. I know. And I'll scream out the window. All I need is on the other side of the door. And then I'll scream out the window. I can't even look at you. I don't need you, but I do. I do. I do. Yeah. I can't figure out the tune of those two lyrics. I know you just said I'm good at it, but. That's because you don't Oh, listen. I figured it out because it breaks. And I'll scream out the window. I can't even look at you i don't need you but i do i do i do that's it right yep i think i found it okay that sounded re just reading that out of context i was like i don't recognize those lyrics <laughs> is that what happened to you just <laughs> yes, now yes it did i was like wait and i'll scream out the window but it's because she breaks in between yes. the words yes so she says i can't even look at you Oh, she's saying this the, honestly this is kind of that stereotype of women being complicated to understand i know so difficult like they say one thing and really mean the exact opposite i think that bugs me a little bit low-key me too but that's why this is a bonus track but also when you're an adolescent you don't necessarily know how to ex express your feelings and there's a lot of like she talks about games and stuff like that why why I, do why did we do that i know i don't know then you get older and it's like that's exhausting it is just be with the person or don't. <laughs> Just like them or don't. <laughs> so I don't need you, but I do. I say there's nothing you can say to make this right again. I mean it. I mean it. But what I actually but what what I mean, I mean is, is. I like that yeah. use of mean twice. Do you? I do. I always like that usage of like when she 
does them very close together, but they mean different things. Right. Well, well they don't really. No, I mean it is like, you know, that's what I meant to say. But what I mean is I it's a twisting on it though, I guess. Yeah. And so then it goes back through the chorus again and then we go back down with your face and the beautiful eyes. Beautiful Eyes was an EP released in 2008 to the fans waiting for the Fearless release. Did not know that. Have you heard it? Yes, you sent it to me. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. Okay, okay. And the conversation in The Little White Lies in the faded picture of a beautiful night. I do like that. You carried me up from your car. You carried me from your car up the stairs. Did he though, Taylor? You're in high school. I know. And you're 5'11". <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's what makes me feel like it's notebook, you know? Yeah. Because that happens, doesn't it? Yeah. In notebook? Yeah. I think it was loosely based on this relationship and also just like a fun song that she wrote and put together. And I broke down crying. Was she worth this mess? I did not hear that. After everything in that little black dress. After everything, I must confess, I need you. I, what did I hear that? And it broke down crying after all. I, I, I think I said after all this mess. Yeah. No, I, I, I did that too. It was kind of muddled. Um, and I literally just saw it when we printed these out. Yeah, it's crazy. Was she worth this mess? I still didn't even in the, maybe I didn't pay enough attention in the re-record to hear that one. But it's wild how much more clearly she speaks. And just sometimes you just sing the wrong thing for. Yeah. Well, a long I mean, time. if you if it's your habit, then, and obviously, little black dress um, to McGraw. Yeah. After everything, I must confess, I still need you, or I need you. What did you rate this song? Seventy-two out of a hundred. Stupid pride. Oh my, yours is higher than mine. I gave it sixty-eight out of a hundred. Faded pictures. It is pretty catchy. It is catchy, and I now that I've paid more attention to the lyrics, it's a little bit more meaningful. Really? How? Just like I said, like the fact that she's basically just saying, like, I want you. It's another, it's like a more upbeat version of the other, um, or this is the other yeah. side of the door. Of, come in with the rain. Come in with the rain. It's like, I, I still want you, I, but I... I can't, I can't do it all. So I'm going to say all these things in the hope that you're going to figure out how to fix this on your own because I've done enough. Mm. Yep. I like, I think I like coming with the rain better. I do too. So tell me why or theory section. I would just say I forgot to mention in the last time when we talked about how I think 1989 might be released in the summer. I forgot to say the thing was that on the merch, it said, um, what did it say? To be released August 6th? I don't know. <sighs> it was either August 6th. Yeah, it was August 6th, I think. Well, maybe it, it was been... August 6th because you thought red was November. Uh, I 8th. don't know. Yeah. yeah, originally. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been, she wouldn't have done 6-6 or, I, I think it was August 6th. That was on that, on the website it said, release date August 6th. And, it was like really tiny font at the bottom. You could see it on the website. I wonder if it's still there. Has her merch changed? Morgan, tell the fans a story. The fans. Our fans. <laughs> Whoa, that you love us. <laughs> tell the listeners. The Swifterhood. Very presumptuous that you think they're fans. <laughs> <laughs> I just had the dumbest laugh. Ooh, I'm going to go to taylorswift.com and I need you to just ramble on for a second. I don't really have anything to ramble on about, Aaron. What's your favorite color? Uh, teal. I already do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's my favorite color? Purple? Green. Yeah. No. Both of those. Okay. <laughs> I can't pick. Barney. So you're you're pretty right. Like purple, like that wineish purple color. But then also green. I change my mind often between the two. This color green that I'm wearing. Like forest? Yes. 
Okay, well, it's I don't see the date on here, but the merch is still there, the 1989. Let me click on one and see if it shows. I do not see the date on here anymore. Maybe it's been removed. But it did say, I think it was August 6th, which is why I would think that 1989 would be released on August 6th. Now the website has, it still has that merch that looks 1989 and literally the same color scheme as the background of 1989 and literally says 1989 on it. Like, that's so sus. Yeah, I You know think, what that means, Morgan? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, I think she's just messing with us again. I don't believe her. I don't believe any of these theories anymore. I'm just waiting for red on November 3rd or November 19th. Okay, that's fair. That's fine. So are we doing Taylor trivia? If you have an idea for one. Ooh. Out of these three songs, which is your, how would you rank them? Like one, two, three. I mean, you kind of gave it with numbers, but. But what three songs? Oh, these three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would rank it. Coming with the rain, you're not sorry, the other side of the door. Okay, yeah. Mine would be, you're not sorry, come in with the rain, the other side of the door. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have them, like, similar, but both the same last one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. At some point, it would be cool if we went through our top Taylor songs. Oh, yeah, the ones that we did. Because we finally that, both did it. Yeah. It's like this really long survey. I mentioned it before on a previous episode and like how to get there. It's on Tumblr. But you have your top 10, right? Yep. Let's look at it. I them. do. I said at some point, but we can do it now. Yeah. I have my screenshot. I have my screenshot too. I, I kind of broke the rules though because it said try as often as you can to not say the same, but I had to. Yeah, it's hard. It took me like three hours to do this. Three hours. I mean, how long were you thinking about each one? Did you like go back and listen to them while no, you were doing it? No, but I, I would have to like sing a little bit of it and then think about how I felt about it. Because and... I have four number ones. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, do you want to read your number one? I'll, I'm going to start with 10 and go down. You're going to go backwards? Yeah. Okay. Because then it's a build up. All right. 10 is champagne problems. And then I have three sevens and those are ivy cowboy like me long story short two fives which is wonderland and evermore and then four ones which are all too well the man betty and my tears ricochet so do you have more than 10 no that's 10 oh okay it still adds up it's just the numbers yeah okay so my number 10 is dress and then I have two number eights, so I guess you could say number nine is tied for eighth, whatever, is the moment I knew in Last Kiss. Seven is Dear John. Mm. Two number fives, Never Grow Up and Innocent. Number four is The Best Day. Number three is All Too Well. Number two is Cornelia Street. And number one is My Tears Ricochet. So we have the same number one, but all the rest, and we have both have All Too Well in there, but all the rest, we don't share any. Yeah. I'd be curious if they continued going down. I would I would change this, though, now when I saw it come out. Like, it made more sense to me to, like, see it in the list once it's kind of, I could never just come up with this, right? No, right. But once I've got it, I'm like, I can kind of tweak it. And I think I would change it to be, um, I would switch my three or um, my four and five. So I would do my tears ricochet Cornelia street all too well. And then I would switch innocent in the best day for innocent to be number four and the best day to be number five. I think it's also really interesting because I, mine, my tops are heavily um, evermore and folklore where yours are like a pretty wide range. Yeah, but I took a long time thinking through these. I wonder if yours is more influenced by because it's so recent. Yeah, yeah, I you're probably right. But I, I mean, mean, Ivy is in my top fifteen. But that because then I go into 
I mean, yeah, because number 11, I probably is Gold Rush. And I don't think that that's actually accurate. Yeah. Um, I don't see how it could be. There's so much Taylor yeah. Swift music. And then and number 12 is New Romantics. But I think that's pretty good. 13 is I Know Places. 13 is I Wish You Would. But I've just been listening to 1989 like a lot recently. So yeah. that's the other thing, too. So I need to go back and do this again. Yeah, it's just really time consuming. Wait, so will you go from your 10 to 20? Yeah, so 10 is Champagne Problems, 11 is Gold Rush, 12 is New Romantics, 13 is I Know Places and I Wish You Would, 15 is Death by a Thousand Cuts, 15, oh, 15, two 15s, Death by a Thousand Cuts and Call It What You Want, two 17s, The Last Great American Dynasty and Exile. 19 is No Body, No Crime, and 20 is Cornelia Street. Okay, I don't think we have a lot of overlap there either. So listen for any, but I don't know. I mean, I think you already said Ivy, right? Okay, so my 10 is Dress. 11 is Cruel Summer. 12, Tied for 12, is Style, and then Ivy. Mm -hmm. uh, 14 is Seven. 15 is August. 16 is Cowboy Like Me, 17 is Afterglow, 18 is Champagne Problems, 19 is You're in Love, and 20 is Tis the Damn Season. Interesting. But then 21 is Getaway Car, and if I'm looking at that, I'm like, ooh. 21 is Tis the Damn Season for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. It is. I should do it again. Yeah. Anyways, Ooh. you can edit this if no one's actually interested <laughs> in it. No, I think it's good. Maybe they care. All right. So for time for plugs or do you want to sing it? I don't. <laughs> we'll write your name. So we have our Buy Us a Coffee website, which ours is You Can Buy Us a Whiskey on Ice. Linked in the episode descriptions, you can kind of pick if it's like a dollar or three dollars or however much to support the show please rate and review our podcast and we prefer that you do that on apple uh, but you can do it anywhere that you can do rates and reviews but uh the written reviews on apple if we get to 75 morgan will sing hey steven yes download the episodes follow us on social media Instagram and TikTok, Swifterhood Podcast, and Twitter, we are Swifterhood P. And I will take over here. Our email is swifterhoodpodcast at gmail.com. Could you tell I was getting bored by what I was saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm so, I'm so over it. Oh, Thanks right. for tuning in Bye. for episode 109. Bye. Love you.